Om Om Stapakaya Chadarmasya Sarvadarma Sarupine Avatara Varishtaya Ramakrishnayate Namaha Om Jananim Sharadam Devim Ramakrishnam Jagatkuram Parapadmeta Yostritva Pranamami Muhurbuhur Om Mangalam Gurudevaya Devye Matriksha Mangalam Mangalam Bhakta Vrindebhyo Sarvaloka Mangalam Om Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Mahishwara Guru Devo Param Brahmantasmai Sri Guru Namaha Jayamo everyone, thank you all for coming on this most auspicious day. This is an important holiday called Falaharini Kali Puja. Actually, the exact date was on last Tuesday, it was the Yamabasha. But because we had a daytime puja, we cannot do, we can't have large groups in the daytime because of parking. Because of businesses around us, we can't use our parking area. So any program we have in the daytime has to be on a Sunday. So, uh, so actually I was thinking, you know, we very rarely change a date. We always do Amabashas and Amabashas. We do everything on the proper date, even the exact timing when it starts, the exact moment when Amabasha starts. We have to finish the puja before it ends. There's all these very exact timings. And all that's very important. Uh, um, but I was remembering one verse in, in, in the Srimad Devi Bhagavatam, the 18,000 verse uh, text on, on, on Devi. Um, the Leelas of Devi and the worship of Devi, very important Tantric text, Puranic text. The, um, uh, the Himalaya, all the Devas led by the king of the Himalayas go into the Himalayas and do intense, intense austerity, tapasya for thousands of years to get the vision of Bhuvaneshwari Devi of Devi. And then she appears as this infinite pillar of light. This is the source of the Shivalingam, this infinite pillar. It's no no top, no bottom, infinite pillar. And it's described very beautifully. When they saw this infinite pillar of light, uh, uh, it said it was, it was um, shining like 10,000 suns. It says, but cooling like 10,000 moons. Right? So beautiful, right? And tinged with the color of lightning. Very poetically described, some inner vision that they had. And then seeing this, they, they kept staring or uh, beholding this, in, this pillar the fruit of their austerities, and then she took on the form of a goddess, a female form, Bhuvaneshwari, the goddess of the atmosphere of the earth, and then began, began a very important dialogue where the, him, the gods were asking in the voice of Himalaya to, uh, as disciples of Devi, and Devi was giving answers. It's a 700-verse section called Devi Gita. It's like Bhagavad Gita, 700 verses in Mahabharata, so Devi Gita, 700 verses in the Shrimad Devi Bhagavatam. Very important, very a esot- lot of very, very esoteric topics, and very um, uh, on tantric sadhana, on the nature, and also the nature of Vedanta and the Vedas and the tantras, also on the m- nature of the chakras and Kundalini, Bhuta Shuti, so many important things. Um, uh, yeah, the Ishtanga Yoga system is mentioned very detailed, and at one point they they're having this vision, that based on their their, but they know the vision will end. That's a problem. Every vision. Even a divine vision comes to an end, right? You, you see God for a second or some divine form, but then it, it's gone. And again, you are the same, hopefully not exactly the same, right? Sometimes we even get a little spiritual experience, you're so high and then you come crashing down almost worse. <laughs> so anyways, maybe I'm too autobiograph- autobiographical. Um, so they began to ask very good questions. And the main question, when you get a temporary vision of God or the goddess or the divine, is how do we have your 
constant vision, not just a vision, but actually full awareness of you. So they begin to ask. They begin to ask her about sadhana, the type of sadhana that they very specific by which the devotion can awaken and we can behold you at all times, right? And so she was very, very. I can give actually many years ago when we started giving talks at Kali Mandir, we took on a little bit of courage. We used to speak on Devi Bhagavatam. I haven't thought of it and I haven't spoken on it in many, many, many years. I haven't read it in many, many years also. So Devi Gita. But this verse came to me today, right? This one verse I remembered, I, one of my favorite verses that, that always stuck in my mind from the 8th chapter, the 3rd verse of the 8th chapter, where one of the questions they asked, well, we want to worship you. We want to worship God. We want to worship you. Where do we worship you? What's the best place? And when? What's the best time? This is too, place and time is important, right? And because you see, sometimes you wait five minutes, the whole atmosphere changes. Right, you move five feet, the whole atmosphere changes. <laughs> right, there is something to place in time. Right, and so and and so then she 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 begins to uh, explain out of mercy uh, the Shakti Pitams, these holy places. Right, her stans, her places, and these are most common. You know, there's a list of fifty Shakti Pitams where Devi Sati's body fell. Right, and there's different lists. Here she gives, I think, if I remember properly, maybe seventy-two, not the classical fifty. Earlier in the Devi, in the Devi Bhavatam, I think a list of over hundreds given, right? So in other words, there's unlimited holy places associated with the Devi, her place. And then she lists, actually, but really, beyond all those, my, the, my, my, the real Shakti Pitam is the heart, right? So you don't, so where do you go? Where is the temple? It says the heart's the temple. You can go, you go to Kamakya, you go to Kaligat, you go to all the different sh- uh, all the different important Shakti Pitams, but the real Shakti Pitam it says is in the heart. So it goes on like that. So many instructions, but first, so the original question is where? Let me actually a word. Let me read it. Himalayan spoke. <coughs> o ruler of the go- of the gods, what sacred dwelling places? What stans? Which divya stans? Here on earth, should one see? Where should we go? Which temples? What tirthas should we go to? Which ones are uh, 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 prominent, purifying, and most pleasing to the goddess? What rites provide satisfaction? What pujas should we do? And also, what festivals? Utsav, the words Utsav, right? What festivals should we attend? Tell me all about these matters, O Mother, whereby a person becomes completely fulfilled. And actually, th- this term that uh, Santo, this person becomes Santo, it becomes satisfied. But actually, this studying this is not. Exa- I don't have the Sanskrit in front of me of this verse, but there's slightly. It's a double meaning. What what places and p- what pujas, places and times should we observe, so we can become satisfied? But actually, it says by which you become satisfied, right? Where do we go that makes you happy? If you being happy, everyone becomes happy. This is on, there's a play on the words here. So her answer, and you have to think. This is. Either it's a very ancient, either it's the Divine Mother's voice speaking to the devas, right, in some ancient prehistory, in high in the Himalayas, before Tadakasuda was born, you know. Uh, uh, or it's ancient sages writing down a story to teach us something. Whether it happened, not happened, we don't know. We can't talk about things that happened by gods and goddesses mil- millions of years ago, high in the Himalayas, as if it was his, in the same way we talk history. But it has deep meaning, right? So this is either a vision a revelation, an actual history, or ancient rishis telling us a story to teach us something. Either way, it has some meaning. Right, so her answer. 
Sarvam Dyasham Mamastanam Sarvakala Pratatmak Pratatmakaha. Sorry, I lost my place here. It says, Ekli, every place you see is worth seeing. Every place you can is, is worth seeing. Right? And all places are my places. Right? This is a simple, and, and it says, Pratamakya uh, Utsava, uh, uh, um, you can, all times you can celebrate my festivals at any time. Right? The proper time would have been on Tuesday. We couldn't do it on Tuesday. But this, how beautiful today's festival, right? Even though it's not on the proper day, is it a proper day? Every every place is my place. Basically, she's saying every place is my place, and every time is my time to celebrate my festival. Sarvakaleshu yatoham, all all times are my times. Right? It's always good to remember. There's all times and sarvaru yatoham sarvarupini, and all things are my all forms are my forms. I'm in all forms and all places and all times, right? So this is this is so I think about the which place, which what are the good times, what are good places? All times are my times. All places are good. All places are my places, right? Still, she says the next verse I didn't have translated. It says, still the next verse says, but but because you've asked, there are some special places, <laughs> right? Called tiritas and stans and uh, uh, Pitams uses all three of these words, right? And there are some special times. And then she says, like, for, for, like Amavasha, Purnima, Pradosh, which is the 13th day. Uh, 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 Monday is a good for Shiva. Tuesday is a good for Devi. She goes all the different things that she's listing, all the important times, all the important places. Today's Panchami. Panchami is an auspicious place, time. Akadasi, uh, Dwarasi. Every day there is a festival. Every day is an auspicious time. This is because there is yogis are connoisseurs of, spe- of sacred time and space. We're looking for when, like, we don't want to let we don't want to let um, sunset pass. It's an auspicious time. We don't want to let Amavasha pass. An auspicious time. We don't want to drive by a temple. It's an auspicious place, <laughs> right? These are places where we can go, right? But when we drive by the temple, we're also going to her place, right? And 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 when we miss that time, it's also her time. It's important to remember. But still, every time is her time, every place is her place. But temples are special, and certain times, are spe- festivals and times are special. So this is why we're gathered here at Ma's temple. And for us, this is also an important anniversary, because this is, this is, uh, the anniver- this is our 21st puja of these pujas, right? And Ma was awakened during one of these pujas, right? This means that Haradhan Chakrabarti, who's pictured here, he was a... Uh, uh, very wonderful, great priest of Dakshinishwar. He was Pujari at Mad Babatrini's Pujari for oh, probably over 50 years, I forget exactly. 55, 57 something years. You can imagine his father also was his Mal's Pujari. Very uh, uh, special. If anybody here who has seen his puja or heard his puja knows the magic he created, it was his relationship with Ma. And what is it, Prana Pratistana? Uh, prana means life, and Pratistana means to place. In some place, right? So uh, to put some place, put life some place. And Ma just said every place is her place. Yet they're special places, she says, right? So every form is her form. Yet they're special forms, right? And so what is that the uh, the goddess that he's worshipped his entire life? It's awake within his own heart through his sadhana, through his mantra diksha, like that. He that he he, as if, or literally put inside of a black 
beautiful stone statue, right? And and you can see I was one time uh, uh, Pranab and Haradan came and Pranab was in the back seat. We're driving him back from the airport, the priest from Dakshineshwar. And I said, Pranab, you know, 20 years, 40 at that time, it was like 17 years ago, you brought one black statue. And thousands of people's lives changed. He goes, hmm, yes. <laughs> you can see that. And that's a fact. You see, one simple act. Some, some, some priest from Dakshinishu put a statue on our, on our shrine, muttered some mantras, waved some incense, threw some flowers. And thousands of people, my life completely changed, right? There's a verse, there's a poem of, 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 uh, of um, uh, uh, Rumi. Of Rumi that says that a chance meeting with a beloved and a, and a river changes course. Mm. When the cha- river is going to a little bit change and it goes, the river is a completely different place. You can see everybody's, some contact was a holy place, holy person, holy time. And your life, one little change happens, but your life is totally different. Look, it's completely different. Uh, so that is Ma's miracle. She's changing lives continuously. <coughs> so, but today is an auspicious day for that because our anniversary. After so many years, after Haradanji uh, very sadly passed away a few years ago, um, so we've uh, uh, scaled way back uh, the expense of renting the school and doing those pujas and the work, and uh, and this space holds this crowd no problem, well not no problem but just <laughs> just barely <laughs> we were able to pull it off. So this is uh, we've made a transition to doing the pujas here rather than renting the school, which is very costly and difficult to clean and like that. Uh, and also all that, all the mantras on the puja gets stays here, you know, this is this is the tirta, you know, so it's a good thing. But it's also, <coughs> it's our anniversary, but it's also a famous, it's like all times are her times, but this is still a special time. What is, what is this puja? All nights, all days are her days, but especially Amavasha is special. The new moon is a time of Kali worship. Just like the full moon is a time for Lalita, a different form of the goddess. And the moon... The, mom- the movements of the moon, or the, from our perspective, the movements of the moon and the changing of the time has a different feel. You see a new moon and a full moon, very different. Right? Almost you can say there was almost nothing in common between a new moon and a full moon. But actually it's the same moon. Right? It's, exa- it's, all, it's the exact same moon. But the mood is different. So you look at like Raja Rajeshwari and Mahalakshmi, this one form of God, and you look at Kali and Chandi and Chinamasta. Right? It's not the different God, it's the same goddess. Right, just like the full moon and new moon and the same moon, Kali and Lalita are the same goddess, but seen from a slightly different angle, from our from, from our perspective. Right, a different aspect of her is accentuated. So Kali's worship, especially on the dark moon, and the main night. All Amavashas are special for Kali, but especially this called Shama Kali Puja. Shama Kali Puja is Diwali. It, it, it coincides with Diwali. That's the main night of Kali worship. It's like every every day is good for Shiva, but Shivarachi is special, and Maha Shivarachi is most special. So Shama Kali Puja is the most special. Second most important Kali Puja is this Puja. It's called Falaharani Kali Puja. And the third is called Ritanti Kali Puja. It's in January, February time, during Mag, Mag uh, Muni Amavasha. So, so what does Falaharani mean? Maybe no can takes us, yeah, Hari, Fal means fruit. Harini means she who takes. So she's take, so this is we this is significant. So we offering this is the day we offer the fruits of all our actions, the karmapal. Everything we've done, the fruits of that we did, Ma, you please take. Right? That's a, that's the devotional mood. And we're gonna read a story because it's important in Ramakrishna Lila also. Very significant day in, in, in our tradition of uh, Sri Ramakrishna Holy Mother, Sharada Devi. But where did this 
where did this fellow Harini Kali Puja come? And actually, I'm very excited because myself only, I only learned this a few days ago. <laughs> so that's why I'm very excited to, to talk about it. Because I never, I know the story, but I didn't know it was, this is the anniversary. So, Kali was worshipped, every puja has the first day it was worshipped. So, the first day this, this, this Falaharani form of Kali was worshipped was many thousands of years, according to the stories, it's an ancient Puranic story, so it's in prehistory, mythological history, right? But it's, it took place thousands of years ago, 5,000 years ago. So, what else happened 5,000 years ago? Buddha was 2,500. Krishna. Krishna, ah, Krishna Lila. That means maybe it has something to do with Krishna Lila. Right? And so we have to think, what, so this form of Falaharani Kali, who was the first to do the puja? So we're giving you little hints of Krishna. So who's related to Krishna? Radha. So Radha did the first Falaharani Kali puja. This is new for me, so I'm very happy <laughs> to learn, right? So what happens is we all, not everybody, but most people know, a little bit the story of, or some of the stories of Radha and Krishna, right? And Radha, the story of Radha and Krishna has to be understood properly, right? It's a, 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 a things that are level of devotion and longing and union that are beyond human understanding, definitely our understanding, and beyond even uh, language and metaphor. So the writers have 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 couched it in a, in romantic language of the love affair between Radha, Krishna and the gopis, right? <coughs> but it's not a normal love affair, like we, we think of a, of a romantic affair, right? It's, uh, and, and the Bhagavatam makes it clear to us to understand it properly. It's, it's something much deeper than regular relationship, but it's told in the language of this romantic language. So in the story, Radha, on, on, uh, 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 on the warm nights, Krishna would play his flute and Radha and the gopis would run to him in the forest. But there's a problem, is that Radha and the gopis were not married to Krishna in the story, right? Uh, uh, uh. Anybody know Radha's husband's name? Abhinam. What is it? Ayan, Abhi- uh, isn't it? Ayan, Ayan, I think, right? Ayan, right? And anybody know, oh, so, so uh, slowly, you know, she'd, Radha in the story would sneak out to be with Krishna in the evenings, right? But people began, if you do this every night, or, or even a few nights, People begin to notice, <laughs> right? And this, right, something happens. People begin to notice, and so Radha's uh, mother and sister began to notice. Anybody know Radha's mother and sister's name? Scribble uh, Jatila and Kutila, right? And they began to and and in, goss- in the gossipy way of the of the villages. <laughs> in the gossipy uh, uh, way of the villages began, uh, 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 told the husband, right, told Radha's husband, I think he's, uh, 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 Radha's cheating on you, right. Of course, he's not actually cheating because Krishna is not a man. He is a paramatma, actually he's a supreme soul. And Radha and the gopis, and not just Radha and the gopis, all of us are actually, uh, 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 what's that? that? We're, 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 part, we're, we're, we're servants and, 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 uh, of that purusha. That great, the great bean, but so, so, oh, you can't hear. Oh, okay, that's why they turned it up. That's okay. <laughs> Sorry. <coughs> Not <Narayan. coughs> So, uh, 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 so, Krishna plays his food. Radha runs out and 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 meets with him. But then Krishna knows. Oh, 
your husband's coming. But she doesn't tell Radha. She tells, simply tells Radha, you go quickly and gather fruit and flowers in the forest. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Right? And she gathers fruits and flowers and put them at my feet. And, and do like this, like you're praying. <laughs> right? And Krishna quickly he picks up his flute and gives a little shake, turns it into a sword, and turns into Mahakali. And maybe you've, maybe you've seen, there's a few old paintings, only a couple paintings I've seen, that says Radha worshipping Kali. Right, right. And then because uh, Ayan's uh, family deity, Radha's family deity is Kali. They're Kula Devata is Kali. They're devotees of Kali. Right. And so, uh, so he got there and he says, oh, look, they're worshipping Kali, my family deity. <laughs> that's a, I guess that's normal that you'd see living Kali sitting there in the forest, right? <laughs> With... Some, uh, uh, one of my, uh, our friend who I uh, kind of got inspired by this, we have a friend in Calcutta, uh, Haley Goswami, and he, he writes a beautiful line, he says, this is when the, what is it, the chandan, the, the uh, sandalwood-covered Krishna becomes a blood-covered Kali. <laughs> Even poetically, like that. And many songs since that time, that were devotees calling to Ma, Ma, like, you have that, that fearful sword. Just once, put it down and pick up your flute again. I want to see. Right, the devotee sees no difference. Some people see many differences, and the the rup, the bhava is something different, right? But that story shows that Krishna and Kali. When the Devi Bhavatam also states that uh, um, that uh, 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 Krishna split in half, there's this esoteric story. Krishna split in half, became Kali and Krishna, right? And then the the two main uh, ways of worshiping, and even their bij mantras are the same in the in the Bhagavatam. So the showing that their essence is not different, Krishna and Kali. But so, so the first, so Falaharini, because Radha gathered fruit and gave it to Kali, gave it to Kali, Krishna, right? So Falaharini, the one who takes the fruit. So she was the first person who did this puja. That's a new story. Now I read the story we always read on this night, which is a story for that's important, uh, very important in the tradition of Sri Ramakrishna. Because Sri Ramakrishna, after intense longing and prayer for the Divine Mother, he had the vision of the Divine Mother, the universal vision of the Divine Mother. And then by his own desire to see how she's worshipped, also she had a vision of the Divine Mother, and then, but I don't want, just like the Himalayas and the gods, I don't want to just worship, see you time to time, I want to see you all the time. And then soon, again intense longing and sadhana, he got her an uninterrupted vision. But then a desire came, I want to see you, how other people worship you. And he began to practice under various uh, competent gurus. All the different, uh, available at the time, the 64 schools of Tantra, very difficult. The different traditions of Vaishnavism. And then uh, also the, uh, 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 the difficult abstractions of Veta uh, Vedanta, the Totapuri. So, and each one, at the end of each sadhana, he found the goal. He found the same goal. So he showed by his own personal experience that all the different sadhanas, if practiced sincerely and properly, lead to the realization of God. And therefore you could say, not out of a modern open-mindedness, but out of direct experience, that all paths, paths, paths are different, but the goal is one. God is one, but he's known by many names, all these different statements. As many men, as many minds, as many paths, Thakur said many things like this. We all say these things because we want to believe it. <laughs> he said it because he had the realization of it. Even then he practiced uh, disciplines of Islam and uh, even uh, 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 prayers, to, uh, reading of the Bible and the prayers of Jesus and Mary and had appropriate experiences. So even the foreign faiths that were inimical to the traditional traditions of India, he saw that in the, in the heart of those also, 
His Divine Mother was ultimately shining. And those who were sincere can still find God. So, this was the end of many, over 20 years of sadhana. 12 years of formal sadhana. And 12 years plus of just intense longing without formal teaching. And so, it came to the end of his sadhana. Right? And so, this night, this Falahari Nikali, was the end of his sadhana. This represents the final. So, Falaharni, he gave the fruits of his sadhana. All of his practice, all of his austerities, all of his renunciation, all of his japa, all of his puja, uh, 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 all of his experiences came to a, a crescendo on this night. Okay. So, I'll read a little bit from the Sri Sri Ramakrishna Lila Prashan, translated in English for Swami Chaitanya, Sri Ramakrishna is a divine play, on page 350. A little more than half of the Bengali month of Jeshta, 1280, mid-May to mid-June, 1873. How many years ago is that? 1873 to now? What is that? Anybody know? Uh, 141? 141. 141 years ago. So we can put the mind back. A little more than half of the Bengali month of Jeshta, 141 years ago. Uh, 1873 had passed. It was a new moon, night, an auspicious occasion of Fala Harini Kali Puja. This special festival is also observed in the Kali temple at Dakshinishwar. The master, Thakur Sri Ramakrishna, made a special arrangement for privately worshipping the Divine Mother as Shodashi in his room rather than performing it in the temple. So the temple, the puja in the temple is going to go on, but Thakur arranged in his own room to do some puja. But he wasn't, the puja he was doing wasn't Falaharani Kali puja. In the temple, they're worshipping Mahabhavatrini as Falaharani Kali. In his room, he was doing Shodashi puja. And Shodashi puja means Lalita, means a 16 year old goddess. And I mentioned this, what's the difference between Lalita and, and Shodashi? There's no difference except Bhava. Right? Uh, 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 so he, he wanted to do this. So this is, a, this is the deity of the Sri Yantra, the deity of Sri Vidya Tantra, right, of Advaita. Um. At, at the right side of the worshipper's seat, a low wooden seat, beautifully painted with rice powder pigments, was placed for the goddess to sit on during the puja. So some, actually I've seen it, and you go to Belamat in, in, in the museum, that, that asana is there. It's, just, it's basically about the size of this table, that's where the lion is, the liger. <laughs> so you imagine one thing, and decorated with some rice petal, that would be the seat that he'd established the goddess. Most common, you'd put like a picture, uh, I mean the ghatam, the, the kalasham, to do the puja, or a picture, or a yantra, or a shivalingam, something, some pratima, some image to do the puja to, would be placed there normally. The sun had set, and the new moon night arrived in the veil of deep darkness. Hridoy, Hridoy is Yamakrishna's nephew, was performing the worship in the Kali temple that night, so he helped with the preparation for the master's worship as much as possible and then left for the temple. After the, af, after the priest Dinu had finished the evening worship service in the Radha Govinda temple, he came to help the Mass prepare for the worship, and then he left. It was 9 p.m. when the preparations for the mystic worship were complete. The Master had sent a message to Sharada beforehand to be present during the worship, and she now arrived in the Master's room. The Master sat for worship. Sharada is Holy Mother Sharada Devi, his wife. Right, uh, 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 who at that time was still very young. So, and she was very, one thing you remember of, of Holy Mother, at that time, now we have like 
we have three photographs of Sri Ramakrishna. We have a we have fifty photographs of Holy Mother. She became very uh, known amongst the disciples, but at that time she was very hidden. People who visit Sri Ramakrishna every day for a year said we had heard that his wife was here, and she was like thirty feet in the room next door. Nobody ever saw her. The men never saw her. Women rarely saw her. She never come into public. She was very shy. The old prevailing tradition of the village, Puita and things like that, was, was uh, um, uh, uh, Purda, sorry, was, was, uh, uh, was followed at that time. She always covered you. But there she went, you know, uh, on this night she went and she was called and she went to Sri Ramakrishna's room and sat down to, because Thakur asked, I want my wife present during this puja. And this is also interesting because Shodashi Puja, the Sri Vidya Puja, usually it's done with the company of your wife. Right, so it's interesting, though so it would not be uncommon. That, uh, it's not so well known in Bengal, but the Shodasi Puja, would, usually the wife would, would also be present. The husband, a uh, man can't do the Puja without Shakti. The master finished the preliminaries and, sanct and sanctified the articles of worship by repeating the mantras. He then beckoned to Farsharada to sit on the decorated wooden seat while she, while he was watching, while, oh, sorry. He then beckoned for Sharada to sit on the decorated wooden seat. While she was watching the worship, Sharada had already entered a semi-conscious spiritual state. So without fully knowing what she was doing, she moved like one who was spellbound and sat facing north on the right side of the master, who was seated facing east. <clears throat> According to the scriptural injunctions, he repeatedly sprinkled sanctified water on her from the pitcher, the kalasham, which was placed in front of him. So this is unusual. So the seat is, that Sikh was meant for the for the deity, he's told her you sit there. And normally she, her nature, she would never. No, that's that's meant for the deity. She was like, I just I want to be worshipped. Like that. She she was already in an altered state. She went and sat there, right? And she was facing. It says north this way. No, which way is north? That way, right? And Takwa is facing this way. And it's good to visualize these things, you know. <coughs> And so he began these different mantras, Om Satabhishekahum Patswahe, all these different uh, sprinkling, purifying her body uh, for puja. Then he performed a ceremony of nyas in accordance with the injunction of the scriptures. Nyas is, you've maybe seen, kam kam, kam kam angusta, cham cham, these different placing of the mantras on the body, placing the mantras on the deity. So he did, he invo invoked the alphabet and different mantras into her body. Sorry. In accordance with scriptures. And worship Sharda with 16 items as a veritable manifestation of the Devi. Same puja we're doing, 16 item puja. 16 item is water for wash, uh, invocation, as seat, water for washing feet, water for rinsing the mouth, uh, 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 panchamrit, um, then water for rinsing the mouth. Again, then bathing, then drying, then dressing and decorating, then giving perfumes and give, then giving flowers and giving leaves and giving incense, giving light, giving food and giving prayers. This is 16 item puja. All six, same we'll do today. She did as if to her to Holy Mother sitting on the wooden seat. After offering food, he took some of it and put it in her mouth. Sharada lost outer consciousness and went into samadhi. While uttering mantras in a semi-conscious state, the master also went into deep samadhi.
Thus the worshipper and the worshipped became fully united in the unified and unified in the Atman, the existence, knowledge, bliss, absolute, Akanda Satchitananda. Some time passed in this way. It was long after midnight when the master gradually regained partial consciousness of the world. In that semi-conscious state, he offered himself to the Devi, to the goddess, manifested in the person of Sharada, his wife, and then forever surrendered at, his, at her feet the result, here the word is pal, right? Palaharini, palaharini, right? Pal, of the result of his sadhana, his rosary and everything else. Actually, he took his japa mala, and by this representing all of his sadhana, all of his japa, all of his austerities he gave to Holy Mother. As a result, so he sacrificed all of his sadhana to her. He then bowed down with her with this prayer. Om Sarva Mangala Mangalye Shive Sarvarta Sadike Sharanye Trambake Gauri Narayani Namastute O Consort of Shiva, the most auspicious of all auspicious beings, O doer of all actions, O refuge of all, O three-eyed goddess of golden complexion, the power of Narayana, O Narayani, we salute you again and again. The worship was completed. The master sadhana culminated in this worship of the Divine Mother in the body of a woman who was the embodiment of spiritual wisdom. Both his divine and human aspects had achieved ultimate perfection. After the Shodashi Puja, the Holy Mother lived with the Master for about five more months. So it's said <coughs> that even Holy Mother herself said that that this puja, what, what he was just like Pran uh, Haradanji, he invoked in a seem just in a, in a in a stone image, hand carved stone image. He invoked the goddess, and here we are, thousands of people over the years, and probably a hundred years more. Who knows how long? We don't know what the future holds. Many people will see God in this image. Because somebody did these rituals and, 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 and invoked her there. Prana invoked the prana. Right? So, Sri Ramakrishna did the exact same puja to Holy Mother. And invoked the goddess in her. Of course, we believe she was the goddess. But was or is, everything's a goddess. But she literally is the goddess. Right? Uh, and she took on that consciousness. And she awoken uh, her for her mission as the mother of all. Mother of Thakura's disciples and mother of future generations. Right, Sri Ramakrishna predicted that that uh, uh, that this his the the message of the Divine Mother that Divine Mother revealed to him, a primary aspect of that is this universality of religion, this broad universality of religion, was uh, 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 invoked. It was given to the world through him that would that would last thousands of years and be in every home, in every country. This would be the religion of the next coming ages. Thakur said, right, but and Holy Mother said he left me behind. To, manif to help manifest that vision. And especially, he said, to manifest the motherhood of God. Right? Because we know that we worship, in India everywhere, we worship goddesses. Right? But, but the human, the, the, the human, uh, 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 the, the, the Divine Mother manifested through the motherly sentiments of a human is very unique. Thakur said that the human mother is the closest we have to the Divine Mother. But the human mother is still not fully uh, uh, selfless, 
We all love our mothers and how much they did for us. But still there's some expectation, some, some material things. There's the nature of human consciousness, right? right? But uh, in, in Holy Mother, peop, uh, her disciples have been interviewed. It says, what was she like? He says, can you imagine that somebody who everyone she sees, just like a, like a, a lady thinks of her own child, she thought of every, not every human this way, as her own child, not just symbolically, I'm the mother, no, no, I'm literally my child. He says, even cats, dogs, leaves, frogs, bugs, fish, everything is my child. He says, nothing in the world that, that's, that, that isn't my child. I don't have this mood. Exactly the way a mother, actually a thousand times more than a human mother thinks of her child. So this is unique, this happened on this night. And so this is also, but I'm, and, and Especially in the worship of Lalita, Shodashi, there's a puja at the end of the, of the uh, Srividya puja called um, Suvasini puja. Suvasini puja, even now, like if you were to do, if you were to do a, a special puja, to the Shri Chakra, called Navarana puja, Sri Chakra puja, then the pujari at the end would you first choose a, a, a senior, respectable woman, usually the oldest lady in attendance. And then she'll he'll do some simple touch her feet, wash her feet, put some tea lock, give her a sweet, some little duction like that. And then that's and then also then he'll take his wife and do the same thing, right? Because you see the goddess in the in the image. We also see the goddess in 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 in, in uh, 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 a respectable senior person as well as in your own uh, wife, right? That's but that's a simple thing. It's a symbolic thing. Right, you you have to do like this. Also, during Durga Puja, we do what is it, the Kumari Puja? We see we worship the goddess in, the, in, in a little girl like that, right? So, it's related. It's uh, this worship of Lalita is also re, uh, 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 our worship of Holy Mother is related to that. The end of the puja, which is his whole life, he also did that puja. One other little sub star before I start, we start puja tonight. That mala that Sri Ramakrishna uh, uh, gave to Holy Mother. Some photographs of Holy Mother, even this painting, I think, you'll see her holding, having a small japamala. And uh, some, not every time is the same mala, but this is often Thakur's mala. So Sri Ramakrishna did the sadhana, worshipped her, and she wore it her whole life. Right? And then at, before her death, she gave it to one of her disciples, a young girl named Durgama, the niece of Gorima. And Durgama was initiated by Holy Mother when she was five years old and given sannyas when she was 11 years old by Holy Mother, right? So unusual, uh, important, little known, but very important personality. And she took her aside and says, you know, I'm giving you my mala, put it in your, hide it. Don't let anybody see, otherwise okay, the, the men will be upset. But the Ramakrishna order and the monks, get <laughs> everybody expecting that's a precious thing that would come to them, right? Right, so hide it, and then she told how to worship it and give it some sugar, it's how to do, take care of that mala after she dies, right? She gave instruction. And so we have a friend, we call him, I don't even know his name, we call him uh, Bengali Dada. He's an old Bengali uh, friend in, in, Kalka, in Allahabad. And when he, he's very, now he's, I hope he's still living, but he's very elderly. And he was a young, and he was a young man working in Allahabad. He saw in a crowd in Bengali neighborhood, he saw, like, you know, imagine over the fence is some, a bunch of Bengali people. And Bengalis have a certain way of wearing their sari and the talk. So he, it caught his attention because, you know, there's, uh, it, you know, what's going on some Bengali program. And he saw on some platform one kind of heavy lady in, in orange cloth, in Gerwa, in, in, in an orange cloth, surrounded by a few attendants in orange cloth. He says, who's some, some sannyasini has come? 
And that lady from a crowd looks across and goes, come, come, come. Pulls him aside. Come, come, come. Right? And he comes and says, are you Bengali? He goes, yes. He says, are you a Ramakrishna devotee? And he goes, yes. Are you a Kali devotee? And he goes, yes. He goes, very good. Your time has come. Come tomorrow for initiation. This was Durgama. That girl became no longer in her, in her old age. Right, so he had no idea what initiation was, any of this type of stuff. Right, he shows he didn't know to bring dakshina or fruit or anything. He didn't know anything like this. He just shows up, right, and he's and so he was given a few, a couple mantras and instructions on how to chant and how to recite chandi and a few things like that. And then the little box was opened, and this that mala was taken out. Right, he says it was just like it had no rudraksha bees have all these little bumps. There was no bumps, completely smooth like berries, from so much use or so much wear. I don't know, but how. I've been chanting on Rijaksha my whole life, and mine still have bumps. <laughs> so, so they're completely smooth, right? And she said, then she took that mall and put it on his head. And she did chanted japa of his mantra on his head, put it in a box and put it away. Yeah. So very, very nice. So whenever, whenever, when he was still a little healthy, every time he'd come, I asked him, you told me, weren't you initiated by, Gori- by Durga Ma? He goes, yes, okay, what happened? And he told the whole story. And you can see his eyes open and glaze. His mind goes back 52 years or whatever it was, you know, connected to this, on this. So anyways, <coughs> a little dis- disjointed, but a few important points, some context points. So tonight what we'll do, we'll do uh, arati just now. Right now it's Sunday time, it's uh, sunset time, good time for arati. And then we'll do a little bit shorter puja because most of them, so many of the, the establishing of the water pot and purification of the environment has already been done. Right, so the, the, the puja will be a little simpler, and then we'll do the homa. And then if Ma allows, she'll uh, give us some prashad when she's anything left over if the devotees have cooked for her. And so the mood of this puja, of course, we're so thankful for uh, what, we're thankful what happened 141 years ago. We're thankful what happened 5,000 years ago. We're, happy what hap- we're thankful for what happened 21 years ago. Right? And we're happy what's happening today also, where the Divine Mother is sitting. Uh, and this holy place and this holy time with, uh, uh, and we can offer her the fruits of all of our actions the fruits of our austerities of, of our uh, sadhana Fala Harani Kali yeah, thank you for your kind attention <laughs>